Welcome to the Startup Tank Climate Investor Pitch Show, the premier online startup pitch contest where top climate tech and impact founders pitch VCs looking to fund world positive companies. If you're a founder looking for funding or a climate or impact investor interested in joining and investing alongside forward VCs, syndicate, and companies that move the world forward, please visit thestartuptank.com for more details and to apply. But now it's time to enter the tank. Yes, uh, first, uh, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity to present the uh, climate crop. And uh, uh, first, let's start with what uh, we are doing. Uh, we basically discovered the protein that improved photosynthesis by enabling the plant to store more starch in the leaves. The way that plants are working, they are doing photosynthesis and building sugars that support the plant metabolism. Now, the plant cannot do all the time photosynthesis. Uh, for example, at night or during stress uh, conditions, the plants doesn't do photosynthesis. So what they are doing, some of the sugars that they create, they store them in the leaves as starch. So if we can imagine the photosynthesis is like the solar panels that they were all using uh, for electricity and the starch in the leaves is basically the battery, the lithium ion battery where you store energy that you can use whenever you are not doing photosynthesis or you don't have light. Uh, we basically identified in the plant the protein that is responsible to give a command in the plant saying, stop making starch. And by deregulating this area in the gene, we were able to increase the amount of starch that the plant is stored in the leaves. So if you can imagine what it does to the plant, you have a little bit more energy in the leaves every day. Then during the night, the plant can use this energy for its growth. So we took a picture of uh, plants, uh, the wild type and the modified plant. And you can see every day that our plant is growing a little bit more. And at the end, it, uh, after uh, the full season, it brings some really amazing results. The same gene exists in all vascular plants. So it's everything that is used for food, feed, fiber, or fuel. Basically, we can upgrade it. We are talking about corn, soybean, potatoes, trees. If we grow it and we use it, we have the potential to upgrade. We already tested it on three different crops. We tested it on potato and we saw 90% increase in greenhouse tests and 40% increase in two field trials. And then we noticed something very interesting in one of the field trials, there was a heat wave and our potatoes had better survival rate, about 27% more survival. And when we analyzed why our potatoes survived better than the wild type, we realized that also during stress conditions, the plant stopped making photosynthesis. And then if I have more starch, I have a bigger battery, the plant can use this in order to survive during a heat wave. And this is exactly what we need for the next coming decade when we have heat waves like the one that you have now in Europe, that plant can be more resilient. How they can be more resilient if they have more energy to mitigate this stress condition. Uh, we tested the, uh, the, our technology on canola. We saw 41% increase in yield in greenhouse. And we tested it on sorghum. Sorghum is a C4 plant. So the photosynthesis system there is optimized. 
we still saw 24% increase. And in terms of effect, a 10% increase in any crop, a 10% increase in yield is a significant impact. And we saw very uh, nice growth in all the plants we tested. Same thing we can do for trees. If it's eucalyptus, uh, oil palm, apples, all our potential upgrades, uh, we already identified the gene in all those trees. Um, everything that is used for vertical farming, tomatoes, strawberries, lattice, we have the uh, gene there that then potentially we can upgrade them. 40 second warning. Okay. Uh, in terms of genome uh, editing, uh, we use uh, gene edit in order to perform our uh, uh, change modification. This is, I don't have a lot of time. We have a patent that is already approved. Uh, this is the three things we claim, more in terms of uh, 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 biomass, uh, faster growth, and stronger uh, survival. And uh, this is an example of our business model. If you increase yield by 40%, potentially you can increase the price of the seeds by a factor of four and still be break even. So we will share the uh, uh, increase in growth and charge a premium for the seeds. Time is uh, up. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for presenting. That's uh, it's incredible what you guys have been doing. Uh, I'm sure the other other investors will have similar uh, similar excitement about it as well. I'm going to hand it over first to Fabian and Alex. Do you guys have questions for Yehuda? Super interesting, Yehuda. Uh, very, very interesting. Well, one uh, initial question that I always ask when, when it's something related to GMO is like how you've been assessing the impact risks of, of altering with our natural systems. So first, we are going to do everything we can not to be a GMO, okay? So since we are silencing an area, we don't, we don't introduce any foreign DNA to the plant. In several countries, we are not considered as GMO. In the US, in Canada, in South America, in many countries, in uh, India and in China, we are not considered GMO. We are all from Europe. In Europe, it's still GMO. Okay, even gene editing with CRISPR is still considered GMO. Intentions to it. Um, since we are something, we are now investigating a method by breathing to make our modification, and it will be a non-GMO also in Europe. So. Today we are GMO, but we are trying in Europe, but we are trying to find technique that will enable us to make the modification that we, we need without being considered as GMO. Okay. And, and the good thing, we don't introduce any foreign DNA to the plant. And what we are doing potentially can be can happen naturally without our interference. So the risk is extremely low interesting i have a bit of an unfair advantage here because you would we know each other already and i think it's absolutely great what you guys are doing um it's uh it's a game changer potentially um but still uh an interesting question for me and i think since last time we spoke is around the business model um so i guess it's still very early in um you know how you do the pricing how do you go to market how do you scale it up um maybe you can share a couple of thoughts on this yes sure uh, so so um uh, that, that last time we, when we spoke uh, the business model was not uh, so uh, clear clear to us uh, and uh, what, what we are doing right now we are uh, having a few potential customers 
uh, that own seeds or own treats that they want to upgrade. And the way that we are working with them is that we take their seeds, we modify them, they pay us for the modification, and then we do revenue share uh, with uh, the end product. So that's one line of business. And uh, we are now, uh, we will sign the first project soon and we have some uh, several additional uh, leads. And for specific crops, we want to license the treats from breeders or from uh, uh, entities that own the germplasm. We will do the upgrade and we will basically license it. We'll do revenue share with uh, other uh, companies. And what is um, what kind of share do you get there or expect? Did you, uh, do you already have first negotiations there? Yeah, so, you know, it depends. On the first negotiation, I was flexible because I wanted the customer. <laughs> I wanted to say I had the first customer, so I was flexible. Mm-hmm. And, and once we will have nice results, and, uh, potentially we can increase yield by 20, 30%, that uh, can basically triple or... Uh, the, the net profit, uh, we will be more aggressive in terms of uh, what we are asking. Uh, so for now, it's uh, about uh, 5% of the net sales. Uh, but uh, once we will get more traction and we will uh, show results, we will probably be a little bit more aggressive in terms of uh, what we are asking. And, and also something uh, very important uh, that I want to mention here is that uh, my personal major goal is to make an impact on climate as much as possible. So it's not just about how much percentage I get. I want to make sure that we maximize the yield so we can reduce the carbon footprint of each of the crops that we are improving. So that's also something that we take into account when we choose uh, for a project. One question that I had, Yehuda. So right now what you've done is figured out how to have a higher starch yield, which is great for sustainability and is great for higher calorie content and the opposite of what most people want in a developed world when it comes to dieting and losing weight. Could you potentially go the opposite direction with the genes you're editing and reduce the starch content of these same items so that you can have your low carb, low starch potato chips? Okay. So, so this is something very important. We do not change the nutrient value of the product. We increase the starch that you store in the leaf, not in the product. Okay, uh-huh. so or, or the potato will still say, say, stay the same potato, but it will grow faster because your system, your, your solar panel is improved. The electricity to the net will stay the same. So the product understood. Is understood, understood. I, I had one question because I, I often, uh, when you hear these kind of, it sounds like a no-brainer solution. Like, a, so, so I always ask myself. Like, what is it that I'm missing? What, what is it that what, what is it that I'm missing? What, what, what are the greatest challenges that you have to take this to market? Uh, so so uh, there, there, uh, there is no lack of challenges. Uh, first, the, we were the first to discover it and, and uh, nobody knew about this protein before. So there was a challenge to discover that it, it, it happens. And now you have regulation, gene editing, Licensing that you need to like. This is also a very use it. People that are used uh, to see uh, a lot of uh, things that improve photosynthesis and fail. Um, so I think that introducing a new product to market, it's always a challenge. And in Actec, they want to see a lot of field data, and we still don't have enough field data. So once I will show more field data, I think that uh, it will be much easier for me because. 
who will refuse for 30% increase in yield? There is no reason not to do it. Uh, so once we get more traction, we get more data, field tests, I, I think the road is really going to be really open for us. Uh, taking into account that in certain areas, gene editing is GMO and it's complicated. So not everywhere is open uh, for us, but I hope in the future we will get uh, more uh, uh, countries or more methods for us that to be a non-GMO. Alex, Fabian, any other questions for Yehuda and Climate Crop? Bobby, do you want to have the stage? Because I already uh, had three calls or so with Jaruda. I'm I'm very well, well aware of what you guys are doing. No, I, I think I think you've answered many of my questions so far. Maybe maybe final one is on like: Are there any crops that you see? You you mentioned potatoes. Is that like your go-to market crop, or which one do you focus on first? So potato is our experimental crop to do a proof of concept. Uh, and we want to uh, focus uh, on uh, uh, biofuel crops, uh, crops like uh, camelina, sugar cans, oil palm, uh, things that we can uh, uh, increase the yield of uh, biofuel uh, crops or cover crops. Uh, so we are searching for uh, collaborators and partners in this uh, area. And I know right now farmers are getting murdered because of uh, petrol and i.e. fertilizer prices, at least in the US with everything skyrocketing thanks to Russia and Ukraine. Um, how does that factor into your sales and go-to-market strategy where you're you're dealing with farmers that don't really have, I mean, some of them have no margins, but you're going to be helping them with increasing their yield. Does that, how, do, how does that play into what's happening? So uh, we're a little bit early to get to the farmer, but once we get to the farmer, it's exactly what he needs because he doesn't need to increase the amount of resources so he gets he used the same amount of resources and he get more yield which is exactly what he needs for the bottom line so potentially farmers would uh, uh, like would love to use what uh, we are doing because they use the same amount of resources and get 20 30 percent more yield which is exactly what they need for the bottom line and we also notice early flowering and we may be able to shorten the season of every crop and that's extremely important to farmers because then they can harvest on a longer period or to have more time between rotations, between uh, uh, crop uh, replacements. So we saw it in several of our uh, trials and this is something we are monitoring closely because if we do prove that we can shorten the season, this is another huge benefit for the farmers. Yes, it is. It's, uh, it's, super, in it's super interesting overall. And you guys are based in Israel and raising a seed round now. Did you mention how much you're raising? Yes, uh, we we are based in Israel. We raised 1.5 million so far, and we're looking for another half a million in the next four to six months. Thanks for tuning in to another segment of the Startup Tank Climate Investor Pitch Show presented by Forward VC. I'm your host, Matt Ward, serial founder, climate investor, and partner at Forward VC's Angel Syndicate, investing in companies that move the world forward. To learn more about me, download my free growth and fundraising guides, or to get help scaling your company, please visit mattward.io. If you're interested in pitching on a future segment of The Startup Tank, please visit thestartuptank.com. And if you're a credit investor interested in investing alongside us in top climate and impact companies that move the world forward, please visit forward.vc for more details and to apply.